Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Steelers Nation, let's get it, let's get it, man. Hour number two. Can't go wrong. Steelers Nation radio, Simon Caston on ESPN 970 AM. And of course, it's the Steelers Blitz with Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler. And we've been having a fun conversation, man, as it pertains to this upcoming matchup versus the Bengals. We did some housekeeping, man, looking into what we need to see from our team. Mm-hmm. Things that we want to see happen, you know. Mindsets, optimisms, pessimism, stuff like that as well. But going into that last segment, man, we had opened it up in terms of some of the tweets to get your thoughts on what you wanted to see. And I think we still had a couple more that did come in at the end of this thing, man, so I do want to get those last ones in just to finish up this portion of the convo before we transition to the next section as well. Yeah, now Bill tweets us, and he gives us three on offense and three on defense. I love it, Bill. Shout out to you, man. Now, uh, this is a good This is a good first one uh, on offense from Bill. This is one that we have not discussed yet. Bill wants to see some yards after catch and yards after contact. I like both of those things, yeah. man. I like both of them. But at the same time, both of those things are – heavily predicated on the quarterback. I know we'll think of Yak and say, man, the receiver has to make a guy miss. The receiver has to run through a guy. Right. The receiver has to have the ball put in a location that allows him the chance to run after catch. Catch and run. That's one of the big issues that I've had with Kenny Pickett at times. Even when he's been successful here, his placement of the football has mm. not always been the best place. So what ends up happening is, yes, it's a completion. But it's a completion where the guy has to either fall back a little bit or he's going down a little bit or or he's having to extend. Yeah, and those little details are the difference between you catching the ball and me tackling you versus you catching the ball and getting 15, getting an extra five. Those are what we call the hidden yardage in between plays, right? The hidden yardage is that type of stuff. But it really stems from a small detail. And that detail is literally as minute as – are you putting that ball on the one or the four on George Pickens' chest? We're, that, that's, that's the detail. That's the difference between a 14-yard gain and maybe a 40-yard gain. I know for a lot of people, it's like, oh, it can't be that serious. Honestly, it is that. That's the difference. Is it on his front hip or is it on his back hip? That is the difference in terms of NFL accuracy. That is the difference in terms of 
being successful and being able to get yak. The goods and the greats, right? That's the difference. Yep. When we say it's a game of inches, we literally mean that because everybody is fast. Everybody is athletic. So those little nuances is the difference between George Pickens having to slow down and catch it one-handed behind his back, out the framework of his body, and now a defender is able to close the distance and make a tackle he doesn't even turn up versus – you lead him, he catches it with two hands, and now he's looking upfield shoulder. He's already moving in the now right Now he's running in the right direction with his momentum. Two different things. It's the extra half step he needs to get away from his defender and mm-hmm. down the sideline. Yep. So that's the reality of it, man. So this week, if it is Mason, Mason needs to be – that'd be one of the areas where we want to see him at least be sharp. Sure. Now we know he's going to have certain things that – It's tough to do when, yeah, you, when you haven't played. You haven't played. It's been a while. I mean, he hasn't played since almost two years. Season, but in this setting, yeah, two years. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be some natural rust, no doubt, no doubt. We don't care though. We we do not care. Do not care. You know, it's the reality. We don't care. We'll talk bad about Mason if he go out there and play bad. Nobody's going to care. All of the cards are not in his favor. We do not care. Got to make it happen. Show what you can do. Yeah. In this situation. But those areas like that, in terms of the accuracy, in terms of the ball placement, I mean, we could just simply say that that would be an improvement from last week to this week, though, because we did see some accuracy issues, whether they were communication related, whether it was footwork related, whether it was the receiver running certain routes related. Either way, we did not consistently get yak. The other two on offense from Bill, uh, multiple passing touchdowns for Mason and over 150 rushing yards. So in terms of multiple passing touchdowns. You get two and three there, and you're like your chances. Yeah, multiple multiple passing touchdowns. I mean, I don't see why that's anything crazy. I know that became a thing because of Kenny. But we've seen, even with Mitch, you can score touchdowns, bro. Like, we just have to be more so in position. I think that's, you know, something that we got to get down there, Mm -hmm. (laughs) protect the ball, you know what I mean, sustain these drives. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that that's going to be this – Taboo, oh, you know, these kids these, love touchdowns. Like, no, if you play in the National Football League, you're capable of throwing multiple touchdowns, bro. That's not a crazy thing. So I'm with you on that. I think number one is more important than number two. I think number two comes yeah. as a product of number one, though, honestly. And then the last thing, the 150 uh, rushing yards total as a team, yeah, we got to win on the ground. If we're not winning on that ground, baby, that means <laughs> we ain't having the success that we want to. And we're playing right into the Bengals' hands because the Bengals are going to walk up in that double mug. And what does our O-line struggle with? Pass rush games. What do the Bengals do in their double mug package? Pass rush games. Okay. It's not good. It's about that simple. And then they run zone concepts behind it, so you throw them right and hit people right in the face with the football. It's a beautiful thing. Ooh. Uh, last uh, defensive side of the football. Sorry for Bill. Number one, multiple sacks. Number two, let's play penalty-free football. Shout out. And number two, uh, defensive line, solid play from them, controlling the line of scrimmage. Dude, I like that. I mean, first off, when you're talking about the multiple sacks, this is an offensive line that, on paper, we should have opportunities to create pressure. Mm-hmm. And Jake Browning isn't a, a statue. No, but but he's not Josh Allen either. Also, what they do though is this: they have West Coast flair with their passing game to protect Jake Brown. That's how they've been protecting him. Joe Burrow, we know Joe Burrow's going. He'll hang on to it a little bit long, improvise. Mm-hmm. Jake, they don't want to improvise nope. because when he does improvise, turnovers. Like I said, it's 
either you're either it's going to be a turnover or last game it was Higgins doing some crazy stuff and the Vikings missing opportunities. But that's when he has to extend. That's what it is. So first half, you watch the tape. He wasn't getting opportunities to extend. Those first reads weren't there. He struggled. It should be the same concept, baby. It should. Mm-hmm. Because those are certain things that he should struggle with. But the quick passing attack is how he offsets that pressure. It's how he can offset us being able to get the sacks on him. Now, granted, he also had Jamar Chase available to him. So when it's the three-headed monster for at least the first half going into the third quarter, I want to say, it's a little bit different than, all right, it's just T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd now. Sure. If it's that, now we got it. You know what I mean? Like, I think that helps us even more because it's one less person for us to deal with while we're already stretched thin defensively. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Big Ron tweets us. Shout out to Big Ron. One time for the culture. Three things with a question at the end. Number one, got to win the turnover battle. Yep, you highlighted that. There's no doubt about it. Number two, got to dominate both lines of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Number three, scoring more than 16 points. That would certainly... uh. I mean, Coach Tomlin said it, and the reason why you heard him say it now versus you never heard him talk about scoring points in the first half of the season, regardless of how many times people talked about, you got to score 30 to win, it's because the defense isn't healthy. The defense isn't going to be able to operate with that standard. Old teams to 14. When this team is healthy, you notice why every single time I would come in here, my energy was what? If the defense do what they're supposed to do, you don't turn this ball over, we're fine. It's different this week. You already heard me say it on the front end. We might be pushed to do some things a little bit different on offense. We might have to do some stuff pushing that ball downfield a little bit more. Protect the ball, but we might have to do some of that because we're not healthy on the back end. We're not healthy on defense. So, yeah, there is a stronger possibility that we are going to need to score more than 16. This is where we've been talking about it was all fun and games while the defense was healthy. They could do the line share. But offensively, were you developing? Offensively, what were you going what were you improving upon during that process? We don't honestly know where we're at right now because we added chaos. We added big change in this process. So we are hoping that it'll be settled in some magical way this week, but we just made another big change, did we not? Think what over the past three weeks, we didn't make coordinator change, QB change, QB change. Yeah. Cool. And we hollering about let's score more than 16 points. It's difficult. But you're absolutely right. I mean, we're going to need to. 16 points. All I'm saying is, I don't know. I, I just don't <clears throat> have this like crazy over the top. Oh, yeah, it's going to happen because of this, this, yeah, and this. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. But you are correct. We do need to and, score more than 16. And that's why you heard Coach Tomlin say it for the first time this season. And you're going to have to score more than 16 points. You're spot on with that. Um, because, hey, as, as much as it might have become like a kind of a joke and a punchline now, as we saw in the first half of the season, this team can win a lot of games scoring 16 points a game because mm-hmm. the defense was holding everybody to 13 or 14. And remember, people <laughs> but, people would turn their nose up at it. Now you don't even have that luxury. Now so you don't enjoy have it. that luxury. Yeah. Yep. Enjoy it. Enjoy it, man. Uh, but you're right. Uh, that is why Mike Tomlin's speaking on it um, because he knows that they just can't lean on the defense like they expected nope. to do for such a uh, in large part of this season. Yeah. That's where we are right now with it, though, man. Yeah. Uh, it Dude, stinks, was, yeah. but it's reality. Uh, the question from Big Ron. It's funny. We always get this once a year from somebody, and I always enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite Christmas gift you ever received? 
You go, man. You know, I'm I'm weird about it right now, man. I'm getting there. I'm you working on there. it, but I'm back and forth with it. Some days are good days. Some days are mm. not good days surrounding holidays for me. More so because, you know, I just had some losses sure. in the fam. Sure. So I have good days and I have bad days surrounding the holidays. Hey, it's understandable. Yeah. And that's always, listen. But that's why I said if you go first, maybe it'll, okay. you know what I'm saying? Like when I saw my little man, when, when little G, yeah. he woke I up. I know, he's been telling he, you he the Christmas threw, spirit, He right? threw his ugly Christmas sweater on. He said, Dad, where's yours? I said, all right. I like it. He put on khaki pants. You know me. I usually have sweats on. I said, all right, bro, I'm going to throw my khaki. Yeah, all right. Today. You got the sweater, so, so you got yeah. the khakis on, hey, Jake from State Farm. Look, whenever I can reach for some motivation, I'll be like, all right, where can I steal me that's something see, from? And so, that's why we love So you, I no stole tea. me one from G. I'm about to steal me one from you. So you go ahead, drop yours first, and eventually I'm going to jolly on up over here. That's the attitude. That's why we I don't want to bar it. humbug. Let me, I'm either applying it or I'm feeling that pressure. I'm trying to apply it, all right? Try. Nintendo 64. Okay, okay, okay. I was in fifth grade. Uh, I had asked for it for the two years prior. So it was the 64 came out in 1998, I want to say. And so this would have been 2000. Dang, I guess it was 98, huh? Because I was like, I was about 10, 11 years old. I'm like, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, that's about right. So that, yes, PlayStation or Nintendo 64 came out in 1998. Yeah. I asked for it in 98, didn't get it. 99, didn't get it. So you went back to back. Back to back years of Christmas asking for a 64 and didn't get it. That's tough. Because my parents, like most of (laughs) our parents were at that time, were very against video games. My parents hated video games. you went back to back? Back to back. The first year you ask for it and you don't get it, you're like, all right, okay. He said, I'm going to next year, you're like, okay, no problem. I got this. I don't know how I would feel about the back to back. Like, really? Oh, I was was hurt. Like, what? I was hurt. Oh, another year? What? And funny, it's, I still give them credit. My parents, like, best friends is with the Joneses. Yeah. All right, Mr. and Mrs. Jones. Shout out to the Joneses, Mr. Man. and Mrs. Jones told my parents, if you don't get West that 64 this year, we're going to buy it for There him. it is. Somebody's getting get West. Get that kid a Nintendo 64. He's Somebody been asking for three years. is looking for it, man. And my parents even played it off like they didn't get it for me. Like Christmas was over, and that was it. And then they did the whole, like, oh, there's one more oh, present. There's one other box. Oh. Where's this box? Yeah. I yeah. like that. So that, right. was, that was one. That I went from dejected to yeah. best day ever. There it is. There it is. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go back, man. I got me an OG one. It was my first time getting a drum set. So Ooh. I had always been playing the drums. I'm probably like seven years old going into this Christmas. But I was the cat that I'm pots and pans in the kitchen. I'm and I'm going to give my my uh, knives with my drumsticks, you know? Yep. Wooden so, spoons or just, just no, straight no, no, knives? No, 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 no. Straight knives, man. Okay. Butter knives, though, because it's singular well, strip. You know sure. what I mean? So, I was hoping you didn't yeah, have a steak yeah. knife. But then, then I can cut up. I'm seven years old. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's on rocking with it. Man, and I'm at that age where I was sneaking down on Christmas Eve's to see was you peeking? And we could never catch it. Because well, so, drum set, yeah. you can't really hide a drum set under So the I would always be sneaking down like, bro, let me see, let me see. Is it here or is it not? Is it here or is it not? And nothing was there the whole time I kept peeking. I'm like, dang, bro, I think Santa not going to come this year, bro. I'm talking to my little brother. I'm like, y'all don't think Santa coming, man. I put the drum set on my list like, I don't know if he's going to pull up. <laughs> and then we finally go to sleep. Now, granted, it's like 2, 3 in the morning. You feel me? Sure. Like, we done done it. Like, sure. Because we really trying to catch Santa. We was on that. I'm going to catch Santa. I never caught him either. But I was, I'm going to catch Santa. down that chimney with a drum I'm going to catch he's Santa. hear about it from me. Three in the morning, I go to sleep. Nothing. I'm waking up. I wasn't even excited about going downstairs. I'm like, bro, I don't even want to go down here. Talk to my little brother. He's like, bro, come on, man. Let's go. Man, I turn that corner and it's this beautiful 
all black with chrome Mars drum set sitting there. Oh man. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. You I lost beat your the, mind, didn't I you? beat the heck out of about twenty minutes in the house and after that they said, Look, we're gonna take this to the church. <laughs> Because we can't hear anything in here with you playing drums, with the music playing, and you trying to play the drums to the music. Yeah. That's got to be the last gift you want your kid to ask for for uh, Christmas, yeah. right? Is but, a drum they, set. but they knew, like, that's my thing. You know, I've talked to you about it yeah. before. If I wasn't for, like, my passion for sports, my passion for music is mm-hmm. just as heavy, man. And that was what I wanted to do, be a tour drummer, play around the world, you know. Mm-hmm. Event seven four. That was gonna be me. I right, shout out to the rev. He was my inspiration. That is the funny. Right. That is the funniest thing okay, to me. Ever. Okay. I can't picture you yes. in Event seven four. I was gonna be in Event seven four, especially once the <laughs> rev, especially once the rev passed. I said, "Oh baby, I'm gonna be in there. No shirt, bandana on Doing my the double, head, double the double bass, double bass, double rides. Come on, man. Yeah, bro. That was my mindset. Yes or no? Have you seen Event sevenfold in concert? I have not. I've had one opportunity though. I want to say they came here. It was prior to COVID. I don't remember what the conflict was, but I had a conflict where it was like, I can go, but I was going to be on. Remember when you said that risky thing where you was like, I could go to this game, but I'll be driving back. And if everything goes right, I'm just going to make it on time. It was that type of scenario. And I was like, yo, is it worth it? And I passed on it, but I have not had another opportunity since then. But they're definitely on my list. You know that. What if I told you? Mm hmm. When I was in high school, so you so, don't tell me you saw the group back when it was on MTV every day. Backcountry would play right around eight thirty two before like, we had to walk out the door. Me and my little brother, before we had to take him to school. I was mm-hmm. I was the kid in my high school that was going to see Kid Cudi at Club Zoo one week, and then Avenged Sevenfold and Coheed and Cambria mm-hmm. at the uh, what is where the Riverhounds play now. Highmark Stadium, that used to be a concert venue down there at the, oh. at the end of Station Square. Okay, I didn't it know It was that. called the Chevrolet Amphitheater. Okay. It was an outdoor venue, but it had like a big pavilion. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Mm. Uh, and when I was like Probably 16, looked like Starlight. <laughs> kind of, yeah. yes. It looked like Starlight, but instead it was but, right yeah. by the river. Star River. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I... Uh, this was when I still wanted to be the next guitar god, and mm. I saw with a couple of my buddies, we went and saw Coheed and Cambria and Avenged Sevenfold play there. <sighs> yeah, one day, like over the, over the summer or something. I was like 16. So it was a long, I mean, we're talking, oh we're gosh. talking 15, 16 years ago, Motsi. Yeah, you talking headbanging though, yeah. baby. Come on, to man. To be fair to you, to be honest to you, I went for Coheed and Cambria. Yeah. Uh, really like their 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 head guy Claudio Sanchez, really good guitar player. Yeah. Um, but I, Avenged Sevenfold was there too. I mean, I stayed for that. I wasn't leaving. You can't go wrong with it, man. You cannot go <laughs> wrong. Yeah, I baby. That's hilarious. I, that's my new goal in life. You and Tell I need you, to go man. to Avenged Sevenfold concert Tell you, together, bro. That's my thing right there, man. Shout out to Avenged Sevenfold, man. Shout out to Avenged. All right, all right, man. We already at the end of this segment. How do we get here? A drum set, <sighs> and a Nintendo sixty four. Who asked that Christmas question again? Big that run. was Big Ron? Yep. I blame you, Big Ron. This is your fault. But either way, we're going to go take this break real quick. When we come back, we're going to get back on track. Don't touch that dial. Arthmos, Wesley Euler. This is Stills Blitz. Simon Casting on ESPN 970 AM and Stills Nation Radio.
This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, back in the saddle. Steelers Nation Radio, Sound McCaston on ESPN 970 AM. And man, we've been having a pretty productive conversation, man, surrounding... You know, a couple of things that we want to see positively happen from the Pittsburgh Steelers on Saturday, whether it be offense or on the defensive side of the ball. Talking a little what has to go right, you know, in certain elements of this thing. But also, it's been some healthy conversations too, man. Healthy conversations, I like it. That's the only kind of conversations you and I have, right? Uh, I thought we had degenerate conversations. Ah, you know, they're, yeah, they're the best right, kind, right? Hey, right, man, come on, man. It's, we still in season, are we not? What's the over under the wheel? Hey, now, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. I'll tell you what, your bills came through for me this past hey, week. Hey, there we go, man. That's the least they could do. Everybody else, not so much. That's the least they could do. Everybody else, you're on my naughty list. <laughs> this is not the time you want to be on anybody's naughty list, either. Just throwing that out there. Man. Oh, by the way, that's been a lot of fun with Olivia for the first time. We can dangle. This is the first time we've been able to dangle the Santa carrot yeah, in front of her. Yeah, yeah. So it's like game changer. she starts acting up. It's game changer. And I pull out my phone and I'm like, all right, I'm going to I'm gonna call Santa. Yeah. No. Literally, no. last night, okay, she got upset because I put potatoes in front of her and she didn't want me to cut them. Yeah. Like we had potatoes with dinner last night, like the smaller, you know what I mean, like the smaller potatoes, and uh, and like so I like cut it into fourths for her, and she didn't want me to cut it, and she got mad and went no and pushed it away, yeah. and then I went Olivia, and she looked at me and she went, don't tell Santa. <laughs> don't, I, Dad, said, you better not. I said, baby, I don't have to tell Santa. Don't tell Santa. He sees you when you're sleeping. Don't you tell him. He knows when you're awake. Hey, don't you snitch, Dad. Dad, so but, Dad, don't she you knew tell. She was caught, and she goes, "Dad, don't tell Santa. Don't tell him, please, 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 Dad. I'll draw you a picture." I was laughing. I get it, man. I, I definitely get it, bro. Up. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, all right, all right. Well, a couple. Well, not even a couple of things, but the last thing I did want to kind of talk about, man, as it pertains to this upcoming game on Saturday. What you expecting to see from old Mason, man? Can he do some of the things that we've been talking about today? The turnover battle, scoring in the red zone, or just scoring points when they're available to us? Can he do some of those things? Will he have the time to post up with that lawn chair Hmm. while he's in the pocket? It's a good question. I don't know. I do think Mason's going to be prepared. You know, I think he's a professional. I think it's, you know, I think he's stayed ready. That is a lot of rust to knock off without a lot of reps that he's been getting until this point. Um, that's the that's the interesting thing for me is does he come out and try and cook with the Steelers' recipe, right, of taking care of the football, limiting risk, and all those things? Or does he look at it and he say, this is my one opportunity. I'm kind of singing for my supper here as it relates to my future. Let Mason cook. Let Mason cook. I hope it's a balance of the two. <laughs> Why we both do the same thing? Say, let me some cooks. Oh, all right, go for it. Let run, run Rudolph. Is that what we're going with? Let him cook, man. Let run, him cook. run Rudolph. Um, and again, this is one of those things. If the Steelers were eliminated from the postseason or something like that at this point, it'd be like, yeah, let him go out there and throw the thing. Or let's throw the ball thirty-five times, you know, and and let's see how it goes. Uh, but you win this game, and, and you know, and you still got a shot, obviously. So, and it's a win in the division, also. 
It's winning the division. Um, Means a little more when that's added to it. Certainly does. So, I, honestly, it sounds funny, but I don't know if I have any expectations for Mason. I had expectations for Kenny Pickett. Had expectations for Mitch Trubisky. I don't know if I have any for Mason because it's been so long since we've seen him. Yeah, pre, again, preseason and, and honestly, no, I think that is fair. I think that is fair. So, we'll change it then. Less about the expectation. What do you desire to see from him then? Uh... 350 yards, three touchdowns. So you said no expectation, but then you give me well, this. That's what this. I, would like. I mean, that's what I'd like to see from him. Um, man. You know what? Once again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on my Coach Tomlin here. I'm going to put on my Mike T, Motsi. I'm going to say I want to see him make the routine plays routinely. You said that like that's a negative. No, I yes, don't. You, no, you already did because you said I'm going to put on my Coach Tomlin hat as if. But that's what he says all the time. But you're saying that as if that's a negative. Think about what you just said. But that's what a lot of mindsets are at the quarterback position. If it's not astronomical, 400 yards, and we're seeing wild plays, that you're not a good quarterback. Think about Cam that. Cam Newton just had a really good Think rant about on that. this whole thing. Seriously. Right? They're like calling somebody a game manager shouldn't be seen as an That's insult. not they make it like a Kirk Cousins is a bad player. A Ryan Tannehill is a bad player. A Brock Purdy is a bad player. We know now, obviously, they're talking about him differently, but you catch what I'm saying. All because they're doing exactly what you just said. It's not a negative. Make the routine plays routinely. So don't say it as how if many like, guys in the world can do that. Thank you. A say do- that a, again. A dozen? Think we're seeing NFL quarterbacks each and every week not be able to do routine things routinely. And guys that we if Mason were Rudolph good. could do the routine things routinely when he had the opportunity, we would have never heard a duck. Think <laughs> about that. So what you're saying is accurate, man. So say that thing. Say it with my chest. Yes, you over here trying to minimize. Well, I don't want to say it like that. Just take care, do what you're supposed. No. Were the routine were the routine plays made last week? No, they were not. Were the, the routine first minutes play- they were, but then not after <laughs> Were that. the routine plays made the week before that? They were not. You catch what I'm saying? See where we at? I'm picking up what you're putting down. The week before that? Because it's three weeks definitely in a row now. Definitely not. Okay. It was uh, 24-3 okay. to three late in that game. So, so, we can, so we can act as if we too good to simply say, do the routine things routinely. I'll take you one further. Coach T used to also say this. Just don't kill us. Remember that one? He used to say that about he, Hey, he ain't killers. Everybody was trying to crown him, right? Hey, oh, coach, man. What did you like about Remember, everybody was trying to crown him. Hey, man, you see how he threw that ball over there? You see that throw? He's like, Rang. he didn't kill us. Don't kill us sometimes, man. Just make that five yard out. Throw the check down sometimes, man. Make the routine play. Routinely. So say it with your chest, man. Make the routine Say it with your routinely. chest. You know why? Because there's only like a handful of dudes who can do Dang, that in the world. man. And the ones who do, they make themselves a pretty comfortable living. Thank you. Hey, Kirk Cousins, you've seen his career earnings. Dak Prescott, <sighs> you've seen his career. You've seen the contract <sighs> he's on right now. Hey, now. All right. If Baker Mayfield keeps doing what he's doing, he might find himself uh, hey, now. with a nice, All right. a nice payday as well. Hey, now. Daniel friggin' Jones. All he did was do the routine things, man. And then, on occasion, because all of us are talented, on occasion, you might have a flash. Daniel Jones at times, he'll flash. Oh, he'll have a game, yeah. Think he'll about throw it. for 300 yards Think and three about it. He'll flash. No doubt, no doubt. But as a whole, routine things routinely. It's only about a only about a dozen guys who do that. Baker's dozen. 
too many people get enamored. And this is players too, man. They only focus on, I want to make the one-handed catch. We're like, you want to make the one-handed catch, but you can't catch the, the five-yard in. You can't catch the comeback. You can't run the slat. Your, your route tree is limited. Because you didn't work on the fundamental stuff. But, hey, you can make that catch, though. You hey, can man, give me OBJ. You can give me that. That's some of the stuff. Yeah, so, man, that matters, baby. And, honestly, I'm on the same page with you. I need that type of stuff, man. Make the throws you should make. Eyes in the right place. Because I yeah. thought last week, Mitch, eyes were in the right place 90% of the time. He saw exactly what he needed to see. He put the ball in the right direction. His accuracy was off. The little things were, we talked about his footwork. Then you throw in some protection stuff, combine the two, it looks like how it looks. But as a whole, at least above the neck, I was like, all right, cool, we're good there. But the routine part was, you still got to deliver this football where it's supposed to go. Routine things routinely. Good quarterbacks at this level do all three of those, right? Footwork is what it needs to be. Their eyes are where they need to be. Mm -hmm. And they can consistently enough deliver that football where it needs to be. If he gives us just that, this is a way different game we talking about Saturday. Last week would have been a way different game, and the week before that would have been also different. It's true. But it really stems down to those type of basic rudimentary things for the position, you know? Mm-hmm. And, again, like that's that's why they had such a formula that worked for so long. And for a lot of different reasons, that hasn't been the formula. Execution has certainly been up there on the list. They've had some very unfortunate and untimely injuries and ejections and suspensions as well, too. But you got to control what you can control. And a lot of times those things just are the basics, the fundamentals, the routine. But I do feel like if there's anybody that we should at least feel optimistic about being able to do that, it should be Mason. Just in the sense Absolutely. of this, man. Should be the best QB3 in the league. The amount of time he's spent here. The people he's been behind as well. Also, what he's had to overcome adversity-wise. And now he finally gets another chance at his redemption story. If there's anybody that should be more than prepared, more than chopping at the bit, it should be him talk about a guy that should have that extra chip to prove that no doubt okay you've passed on from me or you passed over me multiple times you even brought me back and still passed over me mm-hmm. multiple times mm-hmm. this is the chance to prove that they were wrong with those decisions this is your Debo moment think about it this is your chance to prove that they were wrong this is a chance to prove that when you went on the open market and free agency this offseason, and one of nobody these, one of these signed you, right? You in. Yeah, it's true. This is your chance now to show all of them that they was wrong. The people that have criticized you, talked crazy about you, made you the butt of every single joke. This is your chance to prove all of them wrong. So in that vein, I'm like, man, I'm eager to truly see what he's going to do. Me too. And you know what, too? If he starts well. I think they get behind him. 
Oh, buddy. You I think know, they get behind him, the, bro. The fan base will be behind him like I think crazy they would. if he starts mm-hmm. well, the offense starts well, and they, they get some positivity going. Yeah, they get I some think momentum going the early. Mason dynamic is very different than when Mitch has taken – like when Mitch was here, his whole tenure has been the shadow of we know Kenny Pickett. Correct. So anything that Mitch has done or would have done always was always going to be compared to Kenny. Even before we ever saw Kenny, it was get him out of there because Kenny could do better. And we're like, bro, we haven't even seen this kid, but their mindset was already Kenny's made up. Kenny's never been pitted against Mason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mason, it's a different conversation yeah. because Mason was brought in under Ben. It was always viewed as the, oh, they trying to bring you in to replace Ben. Well, I don't know how we feel about you anyways. But we ain't never seen you enough because you're not seven anyway, so you're good. And he doesn't have the first-round grade on him. So it kind of gives him a little bit of leeway. Kind of gives him a little bit of that fly under the radar. I do think, though, if he comes out there and starts fast, oh, people will be going they're going to rally behind it. Again, Rally behind there ain't it, man. nothing Yenzers love more than a good backup quarterback yeah. story. Don't make me talk about Charlie Batch now. Yeah, come on. But no, it, jokes aside, they it, they come out in the first quarter, opening drive touchdown or you know something like and, that. And that's not far fetched because we saw him do no, it last week. We've seen that. It was an opening drive, but it was the second drive. Second and, drive, they go twelve plays, and Beautiful. it doesn't. And it doesn't even. I was going to say it doesn't even necessarily have to be the first drive of the yeah. game, but a touchdown on one of their first three possessions, something yeah. like that. A we saw versus the Patriots also. A, Think about it, Cardinals game too. Like we've had drives, a, we've had a, moments. A ten nothing yeah. lead, a ten to three lead, something yeah. like that. You know, it's in possible. the second quarter, and and you know he hits a big pass or something like like that. Place will get behind him yeah. and behind that offense. And I hope we see it because, as you and I have discussed, there's been a lot of negativity in stadium at Acrisure uh, mm-hmm. throughout points of this season. I would like to see that close the way it started. Because yes. in the preseason, right, we started with all the optimism electric, in the world. Man. Electric. Yep. Let's close it down that that way as well, too. And I tell you what, if if uh, if Mason makes the routine plays routinely, I, I think that crowd's going to get behind him. No, 100%, man. That's how it has to be, though, man. It's time. It's time. Now, with that, though, we know there's other variables that have to be at play because I don't want to end the segment and just act as if, oh, yeah, this is only on Mason because we obviously know O-line has to do their part. No doubt. Receivers have to do their part, running game, et cetera. But all of those things, you know, all things considered, I don't think we're asking something that is out of his reach, though. No. Like, if we think about it, the big critiques with Mason was aggressiveness, right? Taking the shots downfield. Then after that, it was how does he handle pressure? Can he move within the pocket? Is he athletic enough that when pressure is coming at him, he can either slip out the back door, make you hurt, or if you guys run by him, he can step up in that pocket and really, you know, pick up 10, 15, whatever he needs to. He shows little glimpses of that type of stuff, right? We saw him when he came back after the benching and stuff like that, Cleveland Browns game, Jets game, where he would take a little bit more shots downfield. But in terms of just the basic accuracy stuff, I'm like, I think we gonna be, he should be able to give us that. Should, right? I, I, I think so. I'm, I'm not off, am I? I could be off. I'm like, yo, I think he could just. No, if and, and, I'm not asking for a world beat West. <laughs> and listen, I know this drives this drives a lot of people crazy because you know don't just look at the box scores, don't just be a stat watcher. But his numbers throughout his career are not terribly far off from Kenny Pickett's. I no one's really comparing him to Mitch Trubisky because again, I don't think anyone is thinking of Mitch Trubisky as the long term future of the Steelers. But there have been a lot of people that have been doing it this week, the narrative driven stuff. But like comparing the numbers of the two, 
you guys know Moats and I, we don't like to get into that kind of stuff where it does seem like now everybody in the fan base has like their guy and it's my guy versus your guy in mm-hmm. a lot of instances. But his numbers are not terribly far off. They're they're comparable to what Kenny Pickett has done. So why can't Mason come in and have you know, again, against the defense that this offense has had its most successful outing of the season against so far? Why can't he, you know, pick up where Kenny left off a couple weeks ago against this against this same defense? I do think there's an opportunity there. I don't think they're gonna go for four hundred and however many yards again, but maybe they'll score more than sixteen points at the same time too. And that's what we're going to need. That's That's what we're going to need, baby. But we're going to take this final break right here, man. And uh, after that, man, we will completely answer all of your thoughts, comments, concerns, because we know we still got some that we left unanswered. All right. But hit us up on the Twitter.com, man. We got plenty that we have discussed today. So whatever you want to talk about at this last segment, man, whether it is surrounding Mason Rudolph, expectations for him Saturday, whether it is the Cincinnati Bengals, Strengths, weaknesses. We could talk that if you want to talk that. But whatever, you let me know. At the Body 52, at Wesley Euler, and don't touch that dial because this is Steelers Blitz on Steelers Nation Radio, Simon Castle on ESPN 970 AM. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24 7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, final segment of today's show. Steelers Nation Radio, Simon Castle on ESPN 970 AM, and we are the Steelers Blitz. And it's been a pretty fun show, man, with a lot that we have covered throughout this process, man, surrounding in the upcoming matchup versus the Bengals, what we're looking to see positively happen from this Pittsburgh Steelers team. Some Mason Rudolph expectations, or better yet, what we might desire, realistic desires. And a little bit of Christmas in there in between. Hey. But uh, now it is time for me to kick my feet up and just say the floor is yours. So we got about a couple of minutes. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Final thoughts of the day. Sensei says, I'm not looking for anything special. All I want to see is if the team comes out with an attitude and discipline. I want to see the coaches keeping everyone accountable. I don't want to see the team being flexible when something's not working. There is no tomorrow. Not like that, man. And um, when you're talking about just the attitude and discipline part, that is something that... I do feel was lacking in the second half. It looked as if this team was dejected, as if they unplugged their own controller. And the reason why I say they unplugged their own, because Coach Tom was calling timeouts with a minute left in the game, embarrassed and pissed off. But ultimately what he was saying was, I'm not quitting. I'm not done. You're going to have to snap this football, and you're going to have to still play respectable football. Now, byproduct, the, the byproduct of that was them kicking the field goal afterwards, and he's like, I don't care. But you're going to respect me. You're going to play this game the right way. Yeah. So it wasn't him quitting. His controller was working. We obviously know T.J. Watt talked about his controller. His controller worked too. So I'm with you, man. Attitude and discipline. Don't have to keep deciding, though, right? That's it. Oh, I'm going to get him this week. Oh, this is the one now. DJ the Sparky tweets and says, easy with the mid-30s stuff, okay? We're in our <laughs> early 30s. Hey, we definitely are in the early 30s still. I'm, I'm 35, so I round down. Annie, Annie tweets about how she's she's seeking comfort and laughing while listening to us whippersnappers <laughs> talking about aging and how things used to be. As an old head, I can't confirm. It comes at you fast. <laughs> 
Right. What uh, they say is just a number, man. It is just a number. Uh, again, I'm going to be man. 33 here in a few weeks. You say it like that's a bad thing, bro. I was just 23 last week. Shoot. That means you living your life. You, you rather, Mokes and I were just down look, on the south side you, last week. You better have them numbers going that direction. You know what happens when they stop going that direction? It's not good. Not good. <laughs> it's not good. Last word of the day goes to Reverend Bull. What up, Doe? He says I'm just kind of flabbergasted about the events of this past week uh, from from Coach T's Monday press conference to some of the post-practice interviews. How do we cross this bridge? We all see the product, and I'm sure everyone has heard the noise. I'm interested on your guys' thoughts on what's next. Yeah, what's next is a couple of things, man. And the reason I says a couple of things is this. You can take the approach of I'm going to send a message, and that message is I bench players that I don't feel have given the standard effort. And not standard effort. I'm talking about the Pittsburgh the Steelers standard, yeah. standard. I've played here for four years. I've studied this game for a while, and I've even covered this team for a while. I know very well what that standard is, and, yeah, we haven't been saying that these past couple of weeks. So the first thing that he could do is take the heavy-handed approach of if that person or those people, because I do feel like it's plural, aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing from a professional standpoint, you do not put them on that field. That's one way, but I do think that way too heavy-handed is going to hurt us more than help us. The other alternative is you find them when you can, you discipline them as best you can, but you ultimately say you have to be a professional, get your act together, we got to get rolling because Mason and this team is not going to play well if those weapons aren't available to him. This defense doesn't play well if certain weapons aren't available to them. So you can't sit them like college or in high school. So I say you go with the alternative method of hit them with a fine, and then from there – yeah. Hopefully that gets their attention. Hopefully that reigns them in a little bit. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But that will do it for today's show, man. Got to give a big time shout out to my producer slash partner in crime, Mr. Wesley Euler. Go ears. And shout out to all the power grid and megawatts. Y'all were amazing. And you already know, don't touch that down. You already know where to find us on your 24-7 home of the black and the gold. Stellars. Mm-hmm. Nation. Uh-huh. Radio. Hey, now. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.